0: This summer, Sprite is bringing you the live from the label tour, featuring live stream concerts from your favorite hip hop artists, including Lotto, Saweetie, and Jack Harlow. Need a ticket? Just buy a Sprite bottle and scan the label. Scan three bottles and see three of this summer's hottest shows.
1: We causing a commotion. Brought
0: to you by Sprite.
1: Get your ticket to Sprite Live from the Label Tour when you purchase a 20-ounce Sprite or Sprite Zero Sugar at your nearest retailer. Copyright 2021, The Coca-Cola Company. All rights
0: reserved. If a majestic redwood grows in a California forest and there's nobody around, does it make a sound? What does cleaner air sound like? Or the sound of Californians coming together? Protecting our environment begins with a text. Join the movement of Californians saving energy at home, and together we can take on climate change. Text JOIN to 72222 to join the Keep It Golden movement.
1: What's up, everybody? It's your boy B. Scott with the Philadelphia Eagles. I just want to thank you all for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and leave a five-star rating. Fly, Eagles, fly.
0: Thanks for tuning in to Eagles Brawl of the Brawl Network. However, you're listening. I Heart Radio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, because everybody uses Google, I guess, nowadays, because I get told a lot of people use Google Podcasts. I didn't really <laughs> kind of surprised me. But Stitcher, YouTube, all that good stuff. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate it. I have a special guest with me right now. Johnny Kinsley at Wall Blitz on Twitter is how everybody can know him. The creator of the Deep Ball Project. Perfect guest to have on because Johnny... You were one of the uh, anti-Wentzers back in the day, back in the day. You you came to the white side, so uh, all is forgiven with that. My question is, to start it all off with you, is I was a guy that, before the Eagles stuff, because I just love watching college quarterbacks coming out and evaluating them and decide. Because to me, Wentz was head and shoulders the best of that class. Uh, I think Dak has, I mean, back then people had like Dak at like fourth or fifth, Done exceptionally well. You and I have talked about him on my other show. That we think Dak's a great quarterback, uh, but I mean, Goff, eh. <laughs> Paxton Lynch, yeah, Paxton Lynch obviously became a bust. Christian Hackenberg, we're not even gonna even waste time on. But when right. you when you go back, and uh, I'm guessing, like, I don't I don't know what made you like not believe in wins at first. Uh, that's what I'm trying to figure out right now. But uh, was it based off his rookie season, or was it based off of him coming from Division two school and not really knowing how things are to pan out?
1: it was ki- it was kind of with the uh coming coming from a division two sc- school and not seeing how he was able to pan out but truthfully like when i first saw him play like a, like actual professional football i was actually kind of impressed with uh how he was doing with uh the first 3 games of his rookie season and how he was able to stand in the pocket taking hits while delivering accurate passes down the field that and uh, since then I felt like like the last 13 games of his rookie season I felt like he was locked onto receivers more often than he should have been and of course his decision making in those last 13 games was more erratic and showed that he wasn't ready just yet to take the league by storm which is kind of which which is really what he did in 2017 and he refined some of the errors from his rookie season showed more comfortable footwork hit higher peaks found himself uh at those peaks much more consistently Um, On the other hand, I also feel like at the the time I felt that he was surrounded with uh, by far the best supporting cast of his career. He had sensational play calling from Doug Peterson, Frank Reich, um, Groh, uh, the league's best offensive line that year. Uh, Receivers that weren't dropping passes every other play, which was, of course, kind of an outlier considering what we've seen since then. And uh, as a result, he, like, he didn't have to do too much, like, like nearly as much, as, like, he wasn't asked to do quite as much as he was in his rookie season and since 2017. And that, like, that's, that, that really helped, like, not just, like, not just, like, putting up, like, a statistical dominance, but also, like, helping him progress as a passer. And uh, that's kind of why I've been more impressed with uh, his, like, his 2018-2019 seasons. Like, not to say he wasn't an MVP candidate in 2017, but I think, like, like obviously the environments he like he was in in the last two seasons were way worse, and yet he was continuing to improve in terms of in like well, from my way of thinking uh, in terms of pocket discipline and accuracy. I felt like the offense he was in for 2017 helped mask some of the issues he had in his rookie season, which was certainly important for in helping him progress as a passer that season and beyond. And I feel like unlike guys like Jared Goff or Derek Carr or the other quarterbacks of. His class which we will not name he was constantly improving under pressure and in 2019 like while he did have that really streaky middle part of the season uh he cleaned it up in time for this for uh, the december stretch and really took hold of a team whose best wide out of the time was a rookie running back in miles sanders so overall for me his processing has improved his footwork tends to like lock into the ground less than ever before and whereas he was making winston X S- uh decisions in his rookie season, like now he's taking better care of the ball behind worse offenses, which is a huge plus for me.
0: I like that you brought up one of these points because that's what I was going to ask you. Since you evaluate the deep ball, when I noticed from him at North Dakota State that he can get away with since it's a division two uh ball was he never stepped into his deep passes. He would just launch it. He would stay uh flat foot into the ground just launch it. And I think then, because the corners were slower there, uh, the wide receivers were slower there. You get away with that. When he came into the NFL, and he was launching passes like that, because I could think of the Nestle Aguilar versus Detroit, where he just threw it up there, didn't get any, he didn't get anything until he didn't step into the throw whatsoever at all. Just lobbed it up there. Darius Slay intercepted it because it was a lob pass right to him. Hmm. That's what my thing is with Carson Wentz. What I see, like for his progression, the most, if you take that into consideration, that play versus Detroit. And compared to last season when they played Washington to open the season and he hits the Shawn Jackson, those two deep uh, pass touchdowns, he yeah. stepped into those throws beautifully. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I agree with you that his footwork has taken such a huge step forward. And I think that's what a lot of people questioned for him coming out was he was sticking in the mud when he threw passes because he could get away with it with his arm talent at North to go to state. When he came to the NFL, he was sort of playing in the same retrospect. And again, his wide receivers were talented. It was Jordan Matthews, Daryl Beckham, Josh Huff, uh, so on and so forth. I agree with you. He still had. I think he does still have the tendency of locking onto one reads because he trusts Zach Ertz so much. Because Zach Ertz has been the, one of the most reliable tight ends, uh, yeah. pass catchers, really in the league. Uh, I think that's still an issue in his game that I would like to him to still spread it out more. But then again, you have you the argument that most Eagles fans has is he never has talent to play with. Uh, I agree with you though. I think last season was his best season by far as a pro. Yeah, and uh,
1: I I would I would definitely say like like he dealt like he's still kind of. Uh, has his like feet in the sand from time to time, but definitely, definitely not like not nearly as much as he did coming out of college or in his rookie season. Like I, I definitely agree to uh, like it's it's like a like even mentioning it at this point is kind of like a nitpick since like like it's it hasn't really showed up nearly as much as it used to.
0: So, what progressions have you seen from him as a deep ball passer from his rookie year to now? Because I think in his rookie year he was very low. Uh, I think you had a below Sam Bradford, I believe.
1: Well Sam, well, uh, well, Sam Bradford was also like pretty good in uh
0: with the deep ball. Yeah, with Minnesota, he was a great deep ball passer. In Minnesota. Yeah.
1: Well, uh, as, as you said, like his deep passing in his rookie season was pretty unrefined, which is kind of expected for most rookie quarterbacks. You can't, you, like you can't expect to uh, be at the level of Russell Wilson or Patrick Mahomes right away. Like it's it's definitely going to take some time, like for anyone, even if it's like the best rookie quarterback ever. And in 2017, it wasn't looking all that great either. But uh, like maybe I was just a little more jaded, like looking at that. But uh, the best throws from back then could match someone like Rodgers, Breeze, or Wilson downfield. It's just that it, like you like he wasn't at that level of consistency from from those guys yet. But something happened in 2018 and 2019 though, where his accuracy just took a big step forward. Down the field, you wouldn't like. Obviously, you wouldn't be able to tell that last year based on how many drops his receivers ha- handle him. And uh, I mentioned that in last year's Devol project that he had like twelve accurate deep passes that resulted in incompletions or is what I like to call accurate incompletions. And uh, that tied for the most in the league last year, based on my charting, which was again twelve. And many of, and like a good portion of those drops actually cost the Eagles wins, such as Aguilar's drop against the Falcons, which. How do, you, how, do, how do you do that? Or so, I was in person, man. I
0: was in person seeing that. I was at that game. Oh, wow. I was – oh, God. Headed,
1: man. Oh, my God.
0: Yeah, I literally was in the stands when I, I – because I saw once throw that, air, that ball up in there, and I was like, wow, Aguilar has a beat on that guy. He might actually score there. Nope. Literally. <laughs> it's nope. a run in the hand. But I, I – so where I was sitting, when he used the excuse, I could see the ball in the lights. It got lost in the lights. I was like, damn, that is a valid excuse. But – Oh my god! He threw the game away. Still,
1: it's all, He's still <laughs> it's also Agle. He'll like he'll he'll drop like
0: whatever. Yeah, no, the next the literally the next play he caught uh, a contested catch over two defenders and and caught it beautifully. Literally the next play after yeah, he dropped was, that wide open pass.
1: I mean, if, I mean, to be fair, like that wide open pass like would have been a touchdown because like, like he had a step or two.
0: He was going to score. Yeah, no, he was going to score. And then plus he 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 was a good receiver after the catch. Uh, yeah, he was definitely going to score for sure. <laughs> and JJ are a Saga- white side against Detroit has to yeah, be one like of them that's, too that's, correct
1: that's that's the what I was about, about to mention next that bomb he like once threw to him on fourth down like obviously it wasn't like the most diff, like easiest catch but like he was giving them a chance on, like fourth down and like that's all you can really uh like account for like at that time Cause, uh, I because I, I
0: it's funny you say that because there's been an argument they're like well once kind of under it and all this stuff and I'm like when you're a big body wide receiver, that's supposed—that's what you're labeled coming out of the draft, yeah. and you can't outbody the corner that you had to step on, who's actually in really bad positioning on that Pacific play because he's basically just diving at this point, and you can't get up in the air and get the ball. that's shouldn't right in your hands. Yeah, no, that's the wide receiver for me. I—I'm I, glad you agree with that because that's all. That was all JJ take single side.
1: Yeah, so so uh, it, it was it was the Aguilar job against the Falcons, which is one. Our single wide side against the Lions, and the and when when Aguilar miscalculated that uh, that that throw against the Patriots on fourth down as well, that one was particularly brutal. Like it, like at first yeah. it, it looked like once like like threw it wide of him, it was like behind, but like looking back at it, like Aguilar like definitely miscalculated it, and he like he definitely could have like made it way easier on himself if he just like tracked it down. But he like as as he showed. Yeah. Right, his track skills
0: was very awful. Yeah, um, it's not good. Would, going back, when you watch that play live, or you watch that play like in in a fast paced motion, that ball kind of looks like it's going out of bounds. So I guess that's maybe what Aguilar was looking at. I'm not trying to defend him, but his position on that was awful, awful. He was if he would have caught it the way that he was trying to originally catch it, uh, without contorting his body back, he would have been out of bounds. So I. I don't know. His ball tracking skills were awful. Let's, we're going to just pick on that Nelson Aguilar this whole entire show. But, uh, I mean, yeah, th- I mean, talk about a letdown. Talk about, I mean, out of all the quarterbacks you watched last year on the deep ball wise, because, again, when he came out, I agree with you. I think his deep ball was awful. His deep ball accuracy was awful. I think it took really to up until 2018, like you said, and really this year uh, past 2019 for him to really get his accuracy down. I think having Deshaun Jackson, a guy who creates constant separation and then practicing with him, and uh workout with him in the offseason really was what helped his accuracy even get more pinned down. And I, I think his feet movement, again, he got laser eye surgery just like James Winston just got. Right. I think that helped too. Uh, but the guy just, if you're watching this film, do you look at it and say, wow, there's there's not a quarterback that gets more let down than Carson Wentz throughout his career? Because he's never he's never had a thousand-yard thousand wide receiver yet in his whole entire career.
1: Well, um, I think in terms of last year, like, that's definitely the case. And, uh, like, it's funny you mentioned that. We mentioned those three games. So, like, yeah, like uh, the Eagles were were a team that were, like, three drops away. Like, those key drops, they were, like, three drops away from reaching 12 and 4, which would have been remarkable with what was going on with the wideouts. And, uh, I mean, I don't know if that would – like, I I don't think that would have been enough to to get a first-round bye. I think the Packers – and, yeah,
0: Packers and 49ers both uh, – Yeah, Packers, 49ers. But still, yeah. I mean, I think – because the Eagles would have been the Eagles at the end of the day. They still had their deficiencies and in injuries. But you're right. I like that point that you're making because most people that argue, like, well, the Eagles only went 9-7 last year. to expect them to win the division again this year. is stupid. I mean, they really were three couple once plays away that he made that <coughs> his wide receivers didn't make to win the game. Right. Uh, it's crazy to think about. Especially because, I mean, a lot of people like I'm glad you tweeted this out the other day because I thought the same thing. A lot of people always harp on Russell Wilson doesn't have the wide receiver talent. I mean, I would kill for a Tyler Lockett for Carson Wentz.
1: Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, even like even Doug Baldwin.
0: Baldwin was a great wide receiver. I would I would kill for Doug Baldwin if yeah uh, during Russell Wilson's prime.
1: Yeah, he he like he's really one of my favorite receivers from the past decade. I feel like he's been like vastly underrated because he's played in the run heavy offense for so long.
0: Right, but he did have number one type wide receiver production. Like, I mean, yeah. uh, the Carson Wentz's best wide receiver season is Alshon Jeffery, 800 and something yards. And Carson Wentz really didn't play that most of that season. It was 2018. So mm-hmm. it's been rough. And I mean, Alshon's on the deep decline. Deshaun, I don't think they can rely on him much uh, going forward. Jalen Ragers is his only hope.
1: Well, that and like, like maybe, maybe our Sega side. because uh, I don't know. I, I like I was pretty high on him coming out of college, and then he just laid a absolutely fat egg in his rookie season, didn't even show up.
0: Okay. Because see, my thing is Pac-12 wide receivers. I can't se- create create any separation. Uh, I'm always I'm I'm like always chilled on them at that point. And then the Eagles drafted, <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I mean, they wanted Alshon Jeffery. Maybe they have like some kind of design for. Or single white side take over for Jeffrey and be that type of wide receiver. But that was one of the worst rookies – not even just wide receivers. One of the worst rookie seasons I've ever seen, period. Damn. Uh, it was that's tough, big. man. That's a it was big tough statement. because it's not even that – I know people are going to say that's an overreaction, but it's not like they didn't give him any opportunity they can to, to be a good player. He was on the field a lot. They actually chose to start putting these practice squad wide, wide receivers on the field more than him. And a lot of people are going to be like, well, I'll, I'll single White Whiteside was injured – if he was injured, they didn't have to play him. They were that bad at wide receiver where they could have just went with a practice cover. He wasn't making a difference. So they could have easily not played him, but he was still good enough to be healthy and suit up every Sunday. So to me, it's just, it's tough to see a rookie wide receiver look that bad and think they're going to come back from that, Uh especially that position. They usually don't. But I mean, a lot of people kill me for it too, because again, he was only a rookie last year. We'll see going forward. I, I, At Stanford, all I was saying was I was watching it at Stanford. I wasn't impressed because I don't think that wide receivers in the Pac-12 that can create separation, if they can't create separation there, they're not going to do it in the NFL. Because most rarely are they facing uh, press coverage in the Pac-12. It's mostly off coverage. And he still was getting clamped up by all these corners. He just won with positioning on them because he was a lot bigger and more physical than those guys. He came in the NFL where most, most guys press and are as big as you or as physical as you, and that's how he looked. So – that's that's my issue with him. And I don't think he fits Carson Wentz, to be honest with you. I think Carson Wentz, in an, if if you've seen this in your studies too when you watch this film, he looks guys that create separation. That's why he blows Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz is going to have enough space off his coverage for Carson Wentz to put the ball in there. And I think another thing that has improved to Carson Wentz the most is the ball placement. His ball yeah. placement was erratic at first. His rookie year in 2017, he got away with a couple like Torrey Smith and – Alshon Jeffrey being veterans and know where to put their hands at uh, a couple passes there as well. But now his ball place was like right on the guy's hands, like right into his chest. Zach Ertz creates enough separation for him to do that for, to be confident to throw it to him. Deshaun Jackson week one, uh, the first, the first one is against Josh Norman where we all know Deshaun Jackson is going to beat Josh Norman at this point in his career. That was an easy ball placement pass. Carson West could confidently throw that because if he, his guy can't get it, nobody's going to be able to get it. That's the type of quarterback that I see him become now because of how his rookie season went, where he had 14 interceptions. Now, ever since, he's only had seven each season that he started. Really? Seven, seven, seven. Wow. That's what I'm saying. So. He went from 21 interceptions in three seasons, started to 14 as his rookie season. I don't think he wants to Whoa. be that guy, that where he had to be. Because that a lot of times that season, outside of Ertz, the same thing there. These guys weren't creating separation. Jordan Matthews could never get separation. And he played the slot. Aguilar was inconsistent as hell. Dole green Beckham, I'm not sure if you remember him, but he was a stick oh, in the mud trying to run routes. Absolute trash. It's funny you
1: mentioned seven, because 14 is also a multiple of seven. Exactly. Man,
0: <laughs> it's all it's uh, it's all Illuminati, exactly. I'm glad he brought the Illuminati.
1: we're just <laughs> lives And out. We 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 don't speak about Doriel Green Beckham. That guy. Oh God. no,
0: I was very high on him too. I it, it took a huge L on that. I loved him at Mizzou. I thought he was really going to be the next guy. Not I, a lot of people were comparing him to Megatron. I was like, all right, I I think that's a little unfair. He was,
1: he was miserable with the Titans in his rookie season. Like, absolutely miserable. Yeah, they,
0: they got rid of him as soon as they could. And they got the, they won that trade. Dennis Kelly's been a huge uh, pivotal player for the Titans. He's made more touchdown catches, I think, than uh, Doro Becker did with the Eagles. Boy. Which <laughs> is insane. Yeah, um,
1: yeah he really did. He had that playoff game against the Chiefs where he had the touchdown.
0: Yeah, and then uh, he did the same thing before. I don't know if it was against the Chiefs, but it was in the regular season too. But my thing with Carson Wentz – I don't know if you watched Jalen Rager yet. I know you like to do your do your own thing with rookies uh, coming out. Yeah, it's always like when you when you when you decide to <laughs> to watch something, and you are like, I am gonna make a thread thirty film clips. Here you go of this guy I just watched. But have you watched Jalen Rager?
1: I have. I watched him uh, before the draft. Actually, I thought he was a pretty solid receiver. I was actually kind of like blown away by a couple of his uh, a couple of his highlights. I think he's a pretty solid receiver that can create separation. Um, but unfortunately another reason why he could fit in Philadelphia for like very uh, ominous reasons would be uh, that like he still drops a lot of passes and if he's able to clean that up, he's definitely going to add to the Eagles' plan of a vertical game and it could definitely be an absolute boost and perhaps they wouldn't be able to rely on a rookie running back from 2019 as their only vertical threat again.
0: Uh, Yeah, it's just the worst season to ask. A rookie to step up for, and somehow the Eagles always get in a situation where they're going to have to ask a rookie to step up. But I think it's going to be the same thing here, uh, with Rager. But to me, the drops are concentration drops, which he's admitted to. And I mean, as you know as well, uh, the season. But I think this is just me being theoretic and watching too much of his film because I loved him pre draft. He was my wide receiver four, to be honest with you. Hmm. Uh, the thing with the drops, I think he just had no chemistry with any of the quarter. He played with like four different quarterbacks. At TCU, and none of them were accurate. Uh, Shade Robinson is probably his best quarterback he played at TCU. and the season he played with him, he had 131 targets and four drops. Then you go into last year, he has Mac Dugan, who's like a true fresher quarterback who sucks. <laughs> that guy has no NFL future at all. Uh, very erratic, has no accuracy, no ball place whatsoever. And he has seven drops. I that So I think that plays into it a little bit. Uh Chemistry is a thing. I mean, I, I do think he will struggle with concentration drops, though I think he will have at least five to seven maybe a year, hopefully less, you would hope. But, I mean, you look at Mike Evans, you look at Amari Cooper, you look at some of the highly targeted guys in the NFL that have higher drop numbers than you would expect, I can live with drops. I think it's an overrated stat. I think it's just blown up in Philly because the wide receivers drop the passes and also don't produce at the same time.
1: Yeah. They also drop. They also drop key passes, too. Like
0: Yeah, yes, a, very key, a, key a, passes. Falcons, Lions, and then Patriots cost three What do you, right there. So let me ask you this. Since you evaluate the quarterback position very well, I love your deep ball project. It's one of the best projects out there. What do you think Carson once has to do? Because you saw it last year, and I'm glad you're in agreement on me, that last year I think was his best season as a pro when you take everything into consideration. Uh, I know everybody wants to – he only had 27 touchdown passes when he had 33 – in 13 games, 2017. But everything, like you said, was going right that season. He Everything that could possibly go right offensively was going right for the Eagles. When it doesn't go right, he still threw out 4K yards. First quarterback in NFL history to have 4K yards with no wide receiver over 500 yards. Yeah, solid. Everything that's going, around, going on around him is going completely wrong at the wide receiver position. He has practice call guys out there playing the games. Greg Ward, Honestly, was their best wide receiver last year. Uh, that's, I mean, like you said, Miles Sanders was probably really their best wide receiver overall. But from an actual guy that's playing the position, is probably Greg Ward and Carson Wentz starts for four K yards, twenty seven touchdowns, seven interceptions, has the the one of the best pass ratings. Doesn't make the top one hundred, which I yeah I I have no idea what that that's all about. I don't know how Josh Allen. I know you and I are higher on Kyler Murray, but I don't know how Josh Allen. Uh, can make that list over Carson Wentz, but anyways, what do you think he has to do to become an MVP in 2020?
1: Um, honestly, uh, it it really depends on what happens with his wide receivers. Like, he's definitely like obviously he has not like more than enough talent to uh like like really dazzle an NFL audience and like produce at a high level. It just ha- just what ha- what's going to happen with his wide receivers? What happens to Deshaun Jackson? He's one of the greatest. Deep threats of all time, and uh, the amount of speed that he has at full health will make it really easy for any big-armed quarterback targeting him, which is uh, obviously once one of them. The problem for Jackson is he'll be 34 by the end of the year. Uh, Like, at least he's not coming off any leg injuries of significance. He's coming off an abdominal injury, but um, he'll also be 34, so I I don't really expect him to have the same level of speed that he would have in in 2009. Um, Yeah, like, there was a huge contrast in – his performance, uh, or the offensive performance, between his involvement in Week One and uh, when he missed the vast majority of the season afterwards, uh, Alshon Jeffrey. Like I don't, I don't even know what's going on with him. I don't really expect much of him.
0: He's Are- on the yeah, he's on the PUP. He's not going to be back till December. There's nothing. Yeah, yeah nothing's going to happen there.
1: So, um, yeah, uh, the, like- they just
0: lost Marquise Goodwin. Oh, they- he, uh, he opted out of the season. So hmm. that's. <sighs> I think it's going to be a tough season for once again, too. A lot of people are projecting great things for him. I'm glad that you're being on the real realistic side of what I'm being on with Sean Jackson. I think anything he gives you is an added bonus. Uh, I did – because people are going to be like, Connor, you're a hypocrite. Uh, I did have him making my top 10 most I, – I, he was either in the top 20 uh, most important Eagles list because he's the legitimate only vertical threat in a season where we had coronavirus and the rookies have – He'll Battle to learn. Yeah. But again, he's still gonna be 34. I don't expect much of him. He's coming off this, the sports hernia. It's gonna to be tough, man. Good goodwin was their only veteran that had speed. Now he's out. They're gonna rely on a bunch of rookies. JJ R Sega White Saw, I don't think it's gonna be that much better, especially because of this pandemic. It's gonna to be tough for him to throw throwing the ball. I mean Goddard and Nerds are one thing, but uh if they get Jackson for twelve games, I think maybe you could see Carson Wentz in the MVP talk potentially, but I know you have to have the stats to back it up and the especially the passing yeah. touchdown stats. It's gonna to be tough for Wentz.
1: It is gonna to be tough. Uh like it, it can be done. Like he like he really just has to like repeat and uh this is like this might be asking a lot considering like he's probably not gonna same he's probably not gonna face the exact same teams like over and over and over again. But he, like um like basically for him to win MVP, he's gotta he's gotta repeat yeah, that, like the same December stretch that he had last year. Like, but uh, again, like, like, the, like, all four of those games are were, were against NFC East teams. And if you know anything about the NFC East, it's kind of been, it's kind of been an absolute uh, train wreck uh, recently, or at least last year was. It was kind of a train wreck. Uh, it's been a train wreck. It, it's,
0: I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's it's been a train wreck. Dallas hasn't gotten any better. I don't think, to be honest with you. Uh, Ceedee Lamb's nice and everything, but their defense is taking us. Way step backwards, and then they hired Mike Nolan. The Giants are the Giants. The Redskins don't. I mean, they're not even the Redskins anymore. Excuse me, Washington yeah. franchise. well So, uh, yeah, that is he is it's a shit show, and I don't think it's going to be much better in twenty twenty either. As well, I mean, every every team that's in that division, except for the Eagles, has a new coaching staff mm-hmm. during the worst time to have your new coaching staff uh, during yeah. the worst off season. So, I I have no idea. I think if if they have a stretch where they have those games again, like last year, then I think the Eagles just propelled themselves to win the division even more. I just think with Carson Wentz like what you're saying, uh, he's going to have to have the stats. I don't know. What do you – what would you – like just me asking you as a guy who evaluates game and taking the coronavirus into consideration the pandemic and who knows what's going to happen – what do you do? You think rookies can really just transition to the NFL next year and and hit it right away? Or do you think it's just going to be like an off year for rookies where we should just write it off anyways?
1: I think it's going to be an off year for rookies. I, I I'm not as high on uh, on Joe Burrow as I was Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson, so I I don't really expect him to have like the kind of statistics that uh like Murray had. Like he's a little more like he was a little more mobile than Burrow, and Burrow is going to play behind. Potentially, like the worst offensive line in the league. If not, oh yeah, yeah. If not, def- definitely one of the worst offensive lines in the league. And, Absolutely. Yeah, and uh, I, like I don't even think uh, like Zach Taylor is even that as good of a play caller or, or as good of a coach as uh, as Cliff Kingsbury. So that's that's probably like that's going to be another issue. And uh, like he like he he's in year two of uh, of coaching. Like in uh, King, Kingsbury was in year one. So um, yeah, I I don't know. I'm like uh, I th- in terms of receiving talent, like uh he definitely has better receiving talent than uh than Murray did. In his rookie season, it's just the offensive line and how Burrow's going to be able to handle that. And uh and also also Tua and Herbert I don't expect them to play too much in their rookie seasons even if there were to be uh a 16 game season. Uh like I I just don't really expect them to get really uh much playing time if uh, if Tyrod is healthy and uh if Ryan Fitzpatrick um continues to Yeah, run. just
0: it's not with one. this pandemic. It's just, a, it's it's not a fair situation to put any rookie. And that's why I'm worried about the Eagles because now they're relying on Jalen Rager. They're relying on John Hightower, the guy that fit around. The they're relying on Quiz Watkins. I mean, I hope they would, my hope is they go out and get one of these wide receivers. But now Antonio Brown's been suspended yep. for eight games. And that was the first guy I was really thinking of. Like, give him a second chance. I mean, the Eagles gave Michael Vick a chance out of prison. Yeah. I would be. they kept Riley Cooper after what he did. They've given Deshaun a second chance now after what just happened with him. Yeah, I would I would go out there and get Antonio Brown in a second, especially with such a lost season. But uh, I, if it's shortened, then he's screwed because he's out and t- uh, eight games already. So what back, impact can he possibly bring you is what the question mark is going to be and why he probably won't get signed. But if I'm the Eagles, and I'm saying this now for this episode just to spice things up, I, I sign Antonio Brown. I would give Carson Wentz and Antonio Brown just to see what happens. Let the Eagles work on him. Let Philadelphia Magic get into a system because I think Michael Vick turned his career around, absolutely, like exponentially when he came to the Eagles. Uh, I would trust the organization to do the same thing with Antonio Brown. But just because they have so much on the line, and I mean, I know you're not familiar with their cap situation next year probably, but they have one of the worst cap situations in the league where – each team is set to lose like $70 million each, apparently, uh, with no fans. They have so much. What if I would just go all in on this season where that's going to be such a loss season as it is? Get Antonio Brown and make a run for the Super Bowl because Carson once deserves a wide receiver, Antonio Brown's caliber. That's what I'm just saying. That'd be a nice well, thing to see. I mean, like, 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 you do have
1: a point about the cap situation, but the Eagles also do have Howie Roseman, who's. Proven to be a a cap wizard, to an extent like,
0: like, like. yeah, I don't worry about the cap with (laughs) Howie Roseman in charge. That's never that it's just crazy. But this is not a not like it's anything Howie Roseman's ever faced in his life, it's not like anything we any of us have ever faced in our lives, right? Uh, with everything that's going on, I I think it, I think from a standpoint of the Eagles and the cap situation, they're gonna have to get rid of a lot of players next year and start over with mostly drafting guys. Uh, Mm -hmm. so that's, I, I mean. Now, I mean, people are gonna to listen to this episode and be like, "Now, nah, Connor's thinking the Eagles are gonna be rebuilding after this season, take it that way." But I mean, I think they're gonna retool. I don't think they're gonna rebuild because I think they have their core pieces. Yeah, uh, it's just interesting. But uh, let me ask you one more thing, since we're on the talk of the quarterback. You, Jalen Hurts fan?
1: Uh, kind of. I th- I th- I think he's rawer than uh than previous Oklahoma quarterbacks, but I also think he's a pretty talented. Uh, quarterback in his own right his arm strength isn't god-awful he like he like he's he's a very mobile quarterback that can make uh, a ton of plays outside structure and I think uh for like like behind a quarterback that's gotten injured a lot I think that can I think that's like that's very valuable for the Eagles offense especially since uh there was a lot of controversy going out when uh, they drafted him in the second round but I think over time I've come to accept it a little bit more because it, cause it made me think you know what um yeah, like like this probably makes a little more sense considering, uh, like like once definitely needs to uh, uh, stay like like stay on his feet for a full season, like like be like be able to not have like all that injury uh be, like bad luck that he had, um, in uh like like last quarter of the season and uh in this and especially with that uh that BS concussion that he sustained against Javon Klein, which is by no means his fault at all. But um, I I like um at the end of the day, like I don't really blame. Uh, the Eagles for taking Jalen Hurts I think he is a talented quarterback definitely raw like definitely like not uh like as like as professional of a quarterback as Kyler Murray or even Baker Mayfield after his rookie season but I think uh under the Eagles um coaching staff I think he's definitely given one um uh, one, one of the best chances like he could, he could possibly get to uh like like maybe start or maybe uh be a key contributor to the Eagles offense
0: so I've been going back and forth with this theory because I was a Jalen Hurts fan. I actually like him more than Justin Herbert, to be honest with you.
1: Um, uh, I would probably say that as well. I don't, I'm i not really a Justin Herbert fan.
0: I'm not either. I, he looks awful under pressure, and I don't think that's going to change in the NFL. But anyways, not to get into that. Jalen <laughs> Hurt point. Frank Wright goes to Indianapolis thinking he's going to have Andrew Luck. Thinking, And that's what Chris Ballard set the whole team up for. They they, they go all out for Andrew Luck. Hmm. He up and retires. Nobody sees it coming at all. He cites injuries. He cites he wants to be healthy. He cites the rest of his life. Now I look at Carson Wentz, who has been down the – he was compared to Andrew Luck coming out. He has a ton of injuries to go off of. I would think he kind of has a more of a list than Andrew Luck does at this point uh, or around the same. Just has a newborn baby. Maybe the Eagles are thinking – we know that this quarterback Jalen Hurts is that talented because apparently, Higher we had on the show a, a beat writer who said Hi Roseman was at the combine. Uh, senior, excuse me, at the Senior Bowl taught, had one conversation with Jalen Hurts and how he was sold, and just wanted to draft him straight off that conversation. So maybe they're thinking like, "Hey, we saw our ex offensive coordinator go to a position where he thought it was going to be one way, where it hasn't gone at all, and now he's hoping that." Phillip rivers who looked awful last year yeah. and he was not getting any better with age can be this thing. Whereas Eagles can be Carson Wentz retires. And now they have Jalen Hurts going into year three of his rookie deal. Or I mean, uh, yeah, year three of his career or year four, whatever. So on now they're in a lot better position because I think Jalen Hurts has the tools to be a starting quarterback as well. I thought, and I think kudos to Lincoln Riley because you see, see what happened with Kyler Murray when he, Transferred there. You see what uh, happened with Baker Mayfield when he transferred there. What amazing strides Jalen Hurts took when you compare his Alabama quarterback tape to mm-hmm. his Oklahoma quarterback tape. From when he left Alabama, I didn't think he was a quarterback at all. Yeah. He goes to Oklahoma under, under Lincoln Riley. His mechanics take a huge leap. His his overall arm talent, I think, because he got to showcase it so much more. His, everything from a quarterback standpoint – Took such huge leads under Lincoln Riley. There's still some things in this game I don't like. The hitch in his throw, I hate that. That has to go. That's not going to last in the NFL. Took three seconds to throw a pass last year, which would be 34th in the NFL underneath your boy Kyle Allen. (laughs) So that's not going to work. So there's a lot of stuff to work on. But, I mean, again, he's so raw, like you just said. But the talent's definitely there. Do you think that maybe – Maybe this Andrew Luck situation kind of played in the Eagles' back of their head. Is that like a possibility? Am I crazy for thinking this? No, you're not crazy for thinking it. Or like once
1: is it, once it's like not once is also like he's he's going to be 28 by the end of the year too. Like 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 it's that's that's not old for a quarterback, but that's also like he's no longer one of the young quarterbacks like like Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes even. Like he like he's getting up there. Like he's like he's two years away from being 30. So I like I don't blame the Eagles for. Uh, getting on this like sooner than later because like that like that, that was like the major complaint for uh the Colts under Andrew Luck, except like in that case it was an offensive line, and for the Eagles it's a backup quarterback that can actually uh I, that that can actually play. That's that's not gonna like have like a huge drop off, and that like that of course was something they had with Nick Foles during that Super Bowl run, but they like they they really haven't had since like J- J- like Josh McCown. God bless him. He was he he was he was forty years old and like making his first playoff start. Old, he was falling apart on that football field. He
0: completely oldest
1: oldest quarterback to ever do that. Um, like I I I, th- I think it's a start like like make his first appearance, but uh but he like he's like he's not near the talent or consistency of Carson Wentz, I'm, like not even near like talent of like a backup guy like Foles. So they like um I I definitely don't like I I I. I I really don't blame them for going after Hertz like as early as they did because, like I, I do think Hertz might have been gone, like uh, after the third round at least. So the Eagles like had to be thinking like, well we'll, we'll, we'll get some Wentz insurance and hopefully this hopefully we'll be able to like capitalize on that and they did by getting Hertz. Now they just have to develop him and uh like 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 maybe get it into a similar situation that, that the Cowboys had with Tony Romo and when they drafted Dak Prescott. And uh, like he went from a backup to becoming the starting quarterback, and now he's having all this franchise tag trouble, which is like, 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 like how far he's gotten has been incredible for a fourth rounder. And uh, like, Hertz, like Hertz was obviously drafted two rounds earlier, but like he could be he could be entering into the uh the like the well, yeah
0: because you're right. So the 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 history of not being a first round pick quarterback or at least the top ten even is is against him automatically from that standpoint. Right off the bat, and it was against Dak too. Uh, it's hard for me to envision this, obviously, because I think Carson Wentz is definitely the long term option, definitely yeah. the more talented quarterback. And it, uh, he could, it's just the injuries are piling up for sure. I just think you're right, they fell in love with the guy. Like they cited the the fact that they missed on Russell Wilson when they wanted to get him and Nick Foles that year in the 2012 draft as the reason why they said, screw it and just take hurts now. I'll never agree with taking a backer quarterback in the second round because I don't think that the I don't even think Hyatt Roseman wants the situation to happen. I think he's perfectly fine having a capable quarterback behind Carson once on a rookie deal. I think he's perfectly fine if Carson once does up and retire, like I just said earlier, like he does pulls Andrew Luck. He's perfectly fine with having that guy in his building to turn the franchise over to. Yeah. He clearly thinks Joe and Hurts is the leader that I believe he is as well. I just think. If the be- I have to. I have to really hope my second round pick doesn't play, because yeah. the better quarterback is on the field, and that's where I can't. I just cannot condone it. Uh, I. I think if you take it back, a backup quarterback in the fourth round, maybe like the Jacob Eason type develop. Uh, I'm not even a fan of Eason, but I'm just using that as an example. Right from those guys make them game managers, develop them into game managers. Those guys are the guys that you can get into replace Carson Wentz if he ever goes – if he did goes down. Because, I mean, take off that Javidian Clowney hit. He had a full healthy season last year, and that was a dirty hit, like you just said. So, I don't know. There's ways where Howie can look genius with this. There's multiple ways. He could either, A, Jalen Hurts plays a lot because Carson Wentz gets injured. The Eagles cap situation isn't screwed because their backup back of quarterbacks making a rookie salary. He plays well. The Eagles trade him to get the best of it. The- compensation to give you get or here replaces Carson Wentz and becomes the franchise quarterback that <clears throat> that's the only good ways that that pans out other way that doesn't pan out is he plays the whole four seasons under his rookie deal doesn't play much he leaves a free agency or you know the Eagles have some I, I don't know they couldn't handle it with Nick Foles they couldn't trade him after what Nick Foles did he left a free agent to the Jaguars so maybe something like that arises where they can't get something done uh then I'm like, wow, you kind of passed up on Denzel Mims. You kind of passed up on Christian Fulton. You kind of passed up on A.J. Espinosa, J.K. Dobbins, et cetera, et cetera. That's where I see it hurting the most. So it, it's such a bold move by Howie Roseman just to say, hey, you know, I won my my Super Bowl my backup quarterback. Uh, if I have to do it again, I will. I think that's his arrogance right there and making that pick. But you can't – I mean, it's it's good. It's never a bad thing to have too many quarterbacks. And I, I agree with you. I, I'm high on Jalen Hurts. I think – if gets the right quarterback development. I thought Tennessee was perfect for him. Arthur Smith's uh, play-action offense, I thought that would have been perfect for him to replace Ryan Daniel uh, down the line. In Philly, in the West Coast offense, I'm like, eh. But then I remember they play so much 12 personnel and so much spread concepts, and then they completely switched their offense to an RPO-type system for Nick Foles to succeed. I could definitely see Jalen Hurts succeeding in an RPO-type system in the NFL. So – Maybe that's where I'm thinking, like, hey, if Carson once goes down, the Eagles go straight RPOs and actually have the mobility factor that they didn't have with Foles and Hurts, they could win. So it, now I have time to reflect on it so much, and even to really go back to that Andrew Luck theory, because that does have ties to the Eagles since their offensive coordinator went there took that job. Yeah, uh, Maybe that what did play in their mind, and maybe that's a good reason to pick him up because, again, I think Carson Wentz gets – because he didn't just tear his ACL when he in 2017. He tore his ACL and MCL. If he, if he does something like that again and with his newborn baby where his life's heading right now, maybe he decides to pull Andrew Luck. Cause, I mean, he doesn't have a Super Bowl ring no matter what. Without him playing that season, there is no Super Bowl – uh, there's no Lombardi of Philadelphia. So maybe that's good enough for him.
1: I don't know. I mean, it, like it could potentially be, and, uh, and like in regards to Hertz again, like as like as we've seen with uh, with Foles in that in, uh, in that Super Bowl run, Doug Peterson has shown that he's been able to adapt to his quarterback whenever like the quarterback that he's had, he's like he's given like McCown, Foles, like comfortable offenses to deal with in the same way he did for Wentz, like um, for the the grand majority of uh, of his tenure as head coach of the Eagles, so. I like. I have no reason not to suspect that uh, that Peterson is going to do the same thing for Hertz if Wentz go, goes down. God, like God, hope he doesn't. And like for 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 the reasons you for the reasons you stated, but uh, if he does, I think he's in good hands with Doug Peterson, considering like all the work he's done with quarterbacks previously.
0: All right, man. To end the episode, I'll ask you this one last question: Where would you rank Carson Wentz in terms of having the best deep ball in the league? Where what number ranking would you give him? Well, he like he he was essentially ninth in accuracy for the last two seasons
1: on my deep ball project, and um, yeah, that's that's like like I th- I think around there is a pretty fair ranking. Like he's like he's definitely shown like that he's that he's been really good as a deep passer in terms of accuracy the last couple seasons. It's just in terms of statistics, like it's not quite there, obviously because of his wideouts. They get like stop dropping passes, man.
0: But I I agree. I mean, hey, top 10. I'll take top 10. Top 10 best passing, uh, deep passing quarterback in the league. I'll take it for sure. Uh, Hopefully, Jalen Rager and John Hightower, Quez Watkins, one of these young guys pans out as well because they're filling in for a slot position now and they're filling in for a Z position now in the offense. So uh, we'll see how this speed affects him this year and how much better he becomes. But uh, if you would have told me, based on watching from this North Dakota State, uh, tape, that Carson Wentz will become a top 10 deep passing quarterback in the NFL, I would take it easily. Because really. from what I saw back then, I questioned his deep ball. I thought he could be a starting franchise quarterback in his league, absolutely. But his, his deep ball is questionable because I think he adapted too much to the speed of the competition he was playing with because the wide receivers and the DVs were always slower. Yeah, And when he came into his rookie season, that's exactly why the interceptions happened because he was lobbing these two, too many of these passes. He wasn't getting his feet into them. like He wasn't stepping into them at all. Now he does that a little bit more. Now these passes have more air under them. And he throws incredible air guard passes now, which he used to get killed for his rookie season. Right. Uh, I think to tell me now that Carson Wentz is a top 10 quarterback in deep ball passing, I know a lot of Eagles fans insist on him being higher on lists and higher right. on rankings and all that stuff. But to tell me now that he's a top 10 deep ball passing quarterback, I'll take it for sure. That's a great accomplishment for him.
1: It is, and uh, like like as as you mentioned, it's, it's it's like it's been with receivers that can't like can't stop dropping balls, and it's it's been in offensive schemes that like maybe haven't been as like as as consistent as they were in twenty seventeen. It's also been behind like worse offensive lines. They're not they're not atrocious in terms of uh, pass protection, but they're certainly giving up more pressure. They certainly giving up. A uh, significant amount of pressure in comparison to 2017 and even 2018. So that's something that we have this we have we have to see improve going forward, and that like that's essentially why they need to see steps out of uh of Andre Dillard for one thing as well.
0: They've never really been the best. I, uh, PFF always grades them well for this, but to me they're uh, such a superior run blocking offensive line more than they are pass blocking. They are, and I think it's going to take a step back this year even now with Brandon Brooks out. Uh Jason oh. Peters potentially paying right guard. I don't think it's gonna last that long. I think Peters is gonna play left tackle and plays Dillard because I don't I, again horrible offseason season for Dillard to become the starter in mm-hmm. uh, for such a young player with confidence issues already right off the bat. But uh Johnny, already forty five minutes into this man. Uh, We gotta wrap this up, my man. I really appreciate you coming on and shedding some light on uh, Carson Wentz. Because again, like we said in the earlier show, first you're skeptical of him uh, when he first started in the league. Now you become a believer. I'm glad to hear uh, what you see now compared to what you saw back then, and why you think he improved and everything better now. I think Johnny Page will forgive you after he hears this episode. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. It's that, that, that I he I told him. I'm like hey man, you know how I'm friends with Johnny Kinz? I'm about to have him on the show and talk about Carson Wentz's deep ball accuracy. And He goes, "Oh, you know him and I have uh, beef, right?" I was like, "What?" Because Johnny's like one of the nicest people in the world too, and so are yeah. you. Like, I was like, like "I'm like, like,
1: like years ago that beef."
0: Yeah, he said we had. Yeah, he didn't show me what it was. I didn't look it up or anything. We said, "Yeah, I mean, we were just going back and forth on once, and then it got ugly." It it <laughs> all <is> forgotten. <laughs> We're all forgave. Johnny said he wish he could have been here for this episode to record with you and talk about how you th- you've you seen the improvements from once. I think he'll refer back to this episode. I'm glad to hear you shed oh, some yeah. light that on the. <laughs> we're, all, we're all good now. We don't have any beefs at Eagles. We're all, we're all straight here. All right, Johnny, uh, at Brickwall Blitz on Twitter. Again, the deep ball project. Check it out if you haven't already. One of the best projects out there it really calculates uh, quarterbacks deep ball accuracy. And it also tells you stuff that the box work doesn't, especially when it comes to the Eagles water receivers and dropping 12 uh, accurate D ball passes, which is fucking insane. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely awful. I'll never be able to get over that. But again, at BrickWallBlitz on Twitter, details will be on the podcast episode to go find him at. Uh, Johnny, thanks for coming on, my man.
1: No problem. Thanks for having me. Of course. At Freedom Mortgage, freedom means helping veterans use their homes for better living. Whether that be through refinancing your mortgage, accessing cash through your home's equity, or helping you purchase a new home, making home financing a custom fit. That's freedom. Visit freedommortgage.com forward slash VA to learn more. Freedom Mortgage Corporation. NMLS number 2767. WWW.NMLSConsumerAccess.org. 951 Yamato Road, Boca Raton, Florida. 33431. 800-220-3333. Licensed in all 50 states. For complete licensing information, visit www.freedommortgage.com forward slash state dash licensing. Equal housing opportunity. Your AC works overtime all summer, so be sure to replace your old air filters with new Filtry air filters.
0: They recommend updating HVAC filters at least every three months all year round. So order your Filtry air filters today at Filtry.com. Let's
1: clear the air. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you.